you pursuing a natural lifestyle for yourself and your family? Are you concerned about the standard American diet and options available for healthcare? Are you curious about herbs for health or already practice home herbalism? You've come to the right place. My mom, Naomi Kilbrick, is a Christian clinical herbalist and owner of Lower Chi Wellness. She teaches simple ways to live in a more healthy way and to work with plants to promote and restore health. Welcome to the Family Herbalism Podcast. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Family Herbalism Podcast. This is the third week of my unofficial series on nutrition. There are actually a lot of different facets of nutrition, and as a holistic herbalist who recognizes that without good nutrition, trying to focus on herbal medicine for health is like trying to put out a house fire with a garden hose, it's very important to me that food is an integral part of any wellness plan. And that's why I want to spend this podcast honoring the humble kitchen herbalist. Working with herbs and spices and fresh produce as part of a heartwarming meal can be healing in so many ways, and all herbal traditions in all cultures in all parts of the world recognize the value of plants in the kitchen. If you look at the early use of herbs and spices, which is actually a fascinating way to explore history, you will quickly realize that ancient civilizations didn't save some herbs and spices for medicinal purposes and others for cooking. They were actually interchangeable, and they were understood to serve many purposes, including things like preserving food, improving taste, being used for healing. Uh, Many were used in recipes for cosmetics and perfumes. And then, of course, there were religious rituals. Some plants, the ones grown locally for any given culture, were easy to access. So they were automatically affordable, and their uses were well understood because they were passed down from family member to family member. Because cultivation of plants was not well developed for a very long time, and because transportation of spices was difficult, other spices were difficult to come by and were thus more valuable and expensive. Now we have the luxury of working with spices like cinnamon and vanilla and such herbs like fenugreek and peppermint as if they grew outside our door when they actually don't naturally grow around here, they're from very far away. And they've become so common that we sadly use them as decoration or garnish or for good measure when they're actually here to offer us nourishment and health and medicine. The oldest proof of spices being used for food actually comes from fairly recent discoveries of pots that were in Denmark dating about 6,100 years old. And they found a residue inside of these pots of a mustard type spice that was coating the inside. And so it was very clear that these this mustard type spice had been used for cooking. 2300 years later, fast forwarding a bit, three clay tablets were found in Mesopotamia that had over, well I should say they were found recently, but they had been left there approximately 2300 years later. They had over 30 recipes inscribed on them. And many of them included uh, spices, including garlic and cumin and coriander, which played a big role in a lot of those recipes. But here's the thing. Herbs and spices are food. They are edible, and they offer potentially significant benefits to our bodies. Each plant offers 
many benefits, even if they become famous for one use, thanks to Google, which oftentimes we look up a plant and find that it's, you know, oh, it's famous for heart, you know, heart health or for kidney health or whatever, but it really has a lot of different uses. Many are antibacterial. Most are actually antibacterial to one degree or another. Many are anti-inflammatory, uh, or they could be useful for helpful digestion or cleaning the blood and lymph. The opportunities are really unlimited. They're based on, you're limited to our creativity and our willingness to learn about them. The downside to focusing on herbs and spices is medicine or as the source of your healing is that many are not prepared to use the same herbs often enough to create lasting improvement in their health. They think, or sometimes we feel, that either, well, if we take garlic once in this meal, then that must be really good for us, and then we don't have to worry about it again, or not for a while, when in truth, they do need to be used on a regular basis to promote uh, major changes or shifts in someone's health. However, and, and I should say that's where other forms of herbal medicine come in handy, like capsules or tinctures, where those are easier to take on a daily basis and be consistent. However, by consistently and intentionally cooking with spices and herbs, you can provide your body with nutrients it needs and lay the groundwork for health. And remember, last week I talked about how many of the conditions that we have these days are caused by a deficiency of certain nutrients and uh, or that could have been in the that was the vitamin podcast i talked about that so by taking supplements or by repeatedly cooking with certain spices and herbs we can help to fill those gaps so that our bodies are able to heal themselves one herbalist i enjoy listening to says that you should spice it like you mean it and she suggests actually adding about a tablespoon of spice to every pound of meat that you eat. And that sounds like a lot and could be for uh, a lot of people far more than you're used to. But imagine the health benefits of pursuing that as a goal. Experimenting with plants in your kitchen is a safe and fun way to get to know the herbs in your area or those accessible to you. I would like to share with you four of my family's favorite recipes today. Two of them are main dishes and two of them are veggie dishes that can they can easily go well together. Each of these features some really awesome plants. Just in these four recipes, we will be talking about 12 different plants that you probably have in your pantry. And they include thyme, oregano, paprika, sage, basil, parsley, chipotle or chili powder, garlic, ginger, coriander, turmeric, and fennel. I could stop right here and tell you lots of amazing things about each one of these plants. And for some of them, I have memories of when I first began growing them to cook with. And for others, I have uh, been able to see almost seeming miracles happen with the health of loved ones or clients. And I would love to share with these, uh, these with you. Um, because they really are powerhouses of nutrients that can work for you regardless of what your health is like. But I'm actually going to stick with these recipes for now and then we'll cover uh, a little more information about them. So, all right, here we go. The first one that I'm gonna share with you is lemon sage chicken. And this one, let's see here. 
This one I actually found in the Taste of Home magazine years ago, and I saved it. And um, all of my family approves. So what you need to begin with, this is based on four chicken breast halves. And so I'm going to be giving you these recipes. So if you are able to stop and record the recipes and write them down, that's awesome. Otherwise, you can come back to this later and uh, check it out so that you can try these for yourself. So it requires four chicken breast halves, a quarter cup of grated Parmesan, one teaspoon of dried basil, an eighth of a teaspoon of black pepper, two tablespoons of olive oil, three eggs that are beaten, one tablespoon of fresh parsley, half a teaspoon of salt, and a half a cup of flour. All right, so the directions say, first, to make sure that your chicken has been flattened so it's about a half an inch thick. In a shallow bowl, you will combine the eggs, the cheese, and the seasonings, and place the flour in another bowl. Then you will coat the chicken with the flour, then dip it in the egg. And then in a large skillet, you'll brown the chicken in oil, then transfer to a greased baking pan. Bake uncovered for th at 375 degrees for 15 or 20 minutes until it is cooked through. Then in the drippings of the chicken, you would saute the onion until tender, add garlic and cook for another minute, then add the lemon juice and the herbs, Cook over medium heat until the liquid is reduced by half, so until it is thickened. And then you would add the cream. Cook until it is thickened, stirring occasionally. Stir in the butter until melted, and then serve with the chicken. All right, so alongside the lemon sage chicken, uh, I have this other recipe that you could use as a side dish, which is cucumber avocado salad. Now this salad, my family actually eats as a main meal, and if you are a vegetarian, this is, or actually vegan, because it has no dairy in it, this is actually a really good, really good salad, and it is very filling, so if you have enough of it. And this cucumber avocado salad requires two tablespoons of paprika, one and a half teaspoons of oregano, one and a half teaspoons of garlic salt, a quarter cup of avocado oil, three English cucumbers, three avocados, a half, one and a half teaspoons of thyme, one and a half teaspoons of dried onion, one and a half teaspoons of chili flakes, three cups of cooked chickpeas, and I actually use uh, usually two, sometimes three cans actually of, um, of chickpeas because it's just easier for our family. <laughs> three yellow peppers, three tablespoons of olive oil, salt and pepper, and lime juice. Um, so you would start by preheating the oven and you would mix all the spices and the avocado oil together and then add the chickpeas. If you're using them canned, you would want to rinse and dry them off a little bit first so they're not very wet. You'd mix them all together and bake them until they are getting a little bit crispy and then you would dice the remaining ingredients, and once the chickpeas are cooled, you add all the ingredients together and serve. And you can refrigerate this for later use if you'd like, uh, but it's super easy. You're just chopping up a bunch of vegetables. So the English cucumbers, what I tend to do is I dice them up so that the seeds are actually removed. So I quarter them, scoop out the seeds, and then and dice them, and that way, that also helps to get rid of some of the moisture that's in there and create more of a long-lasting, firmer salad. So that's really yummy. Then I have, and actually I should say, I, cucumber avocado salad, I don't actually remember where that recipe came from. 
but wherever it was, it was a really good, good choice and our family enjoys it. All right, so the next one is gingered salmon. And gingered salmon came from the book by Rosalie Delafore, which is the Alchemy of Herbs. And it's a cookbook that I have mentioned quite a few times, I'm pretty sure on this podcast. Uh, lots of really good recipes in there. And gingered salmon turned out to be one of our favorites. So for this recipe, you need one and a half pounds of salmon that is either fresh or thawed out and cut in one inch pieces. So bite-sized pieces. And it also calls for a lemon that has been thinly sliced into rounds. And to be honest, I don't actually use the lemon because uh, one of my kids can't have citrus. So I tend to just uh, either replace or skip the citrus type ingredients in my recipes, but it does call for a lemon that you would place on the top. And then a tablespoon of parsley, preferably fresh. And then for the marinade ingredients, you would need three tablespoons of soy sauce, three garlic cloves minced, one teaspoon of chipotle powder, half a teaspoon of fennel powder, two tablespoons of ginger minced, so that's fresh, three tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil, one teaspoon of coriander, and one teaspoon of turmeric. And so for this, it's very simple. You chop up the salmon into bite-sized pieces, combine the marinade ingredients and pour over the salmon in a bowl. Let it sit covered in the fridge for about an hour and then preheat the oven to 350 degrees and you would bake the salmon in a 10 by eight baking dish and cover with the lemon slices. Uh, You don't need the rest of the marinade so you can get rid of that. After the salmon has been cooked, which takes about 25 minutes or until the fish is flaky, then you would garnish it with the parsley and serve. And it is has lots of spices in it, but it actually goes really well together and it's very tasty. And with the gingered salmon would go very well garlic parmesan roasted carrots. And I also do not know where this recipe came from. I collect and copy recipes from all over the place and then I stick them in my recipe box and forget where I got them from if I don't write it down. So, uh, but this is very good. So I would need eight carrots peeled, two cloves of garlic minced, one teaspoon of chopped parsley, two tablespoons of melted butter, and three tablespoons of grated Parmesan. First, preheat the oven to 400 degrees, mix the butter and garlic, so the butter does need to be melted, mix it together, then coat the carrots well in the mixture Uh, Arrange the carrots on a baking tray, drizzle any extra butter on top if you like, or you could wait until the carrots are on the baking sheet to put the garlic and butter on top. And then roast them for about 15 minutes or until they are cooked through and top with the cheese, the Parmesan, roast for another 10 minutes. Uh, So I guess it doesn't have to be completely cooked through the first 15 minutes. Then remove them from the oven, sprinkle them with the parsley, and serve. All right, so here's the thing. I was looking through my recipe box and I realized I was going to have a hard time choosing recipes to share with you today because there are just so many good ones. And uh, so really, um, this week, I want to challenge you to pick out your favorite recipe and pay attention to the spices. What's in there? Now go do some research on those seasonings. Where did they come from? What have they been used for throughout history? How can they help your health? The point is that being an herbalist for you and your loved ones is not just about making medicine out of plants. 
it can be as simple and as important as nourishment. And since we live in a time when these herbs and spices are so readily available to us, there's no reason not to begin now. There's no excuse. I know that some of you are wondering about how to choose spices, in what form they are best in, how to store them, and curious about specific tips. But even though I considered focusing on those areas, I decided to stay on the track I did because these types of tips are easily, really easy to find. And really, I wanted to encourage you and hopefully inspire you to use what you have in your pantry and just take more pleasure from your food. So this is a really short episode compared to some of my other episodes. I wanted to encourage you with this. I just feel like working with plants and spices in our pantries are really important. You know, like what I shared about the black pepper and adding that to your um, food to increase absorption of other nutrients. You know, garlic is something that we take for granted and it's so, so powerful. It's diffusive. It helps to get your blood circulating. It can help with headaches. It can help with a fever. It can help with your immune system. There's so many great benefits to garlic. Parsley. Parsley is so cleansing. It helps to detox heavy metals. Uh, It helps with willpower if you're fighting an illness and trying to get over it. Each one of these has so many great benefits. So if you have not listened to, uh, I think it's episode number two about comfrey. In it, I give suggestions for how to take notes about uh, herbs that you are unfamiliar with, how to start uh, a notebook or other way of documenting information. If you haven't listened to that one, I would definitely recommend you go back and listen to that one and then explore your spices. Get to know them and how they can help you and your family and have fun in the kitchen. With that, may you be blessed, have a wonderful week, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening. The Family Herbalism Podcast is created for educational purposes only. You are responsible for any and all medical and health decisions you choose to make. If you experience a medical emergency, please contact appropriate medical providers. To receive herbalist support, please visit www.laureltreewellnessllc.com. If you enjoy this podcast and find it helpful, please share it with your friends and family. Thank you for listening.